When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Wednesday. It is 545. This is the Morning Sickness. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo. Uh, in allergy hell right now. Nose has oh, officially got me. It has started uh, last week a little bit and just kind of trickled up every single day. And now it has got me. It's been a long time since I've been beaten about the head and face with allergies. But I'm getting it now, man. I had to take the pseudoephedrine meth this morning. Yeah. I need to go get through Crack that. It. Yep. Sign the papers and go get some meth Oof. from the, the drugs, too. Oh, man. It is, it's a heavy head. Yes. And it's going to rain later today, I think, or tomorrow for sure, so doesn't get better before it gets worse, but that's all right. I'll take it. Weather's Supposed perfect. Supposed to drop 20 degrees about. I know. It's going to be great. It's going to be perfect. Uh, we were just talking about this off the air. This is a weird thing. Just kind of all of us. Uh, if I want to ask the audience to just have the whole audience shout back. This is like one of those live moments. Huey Lewis sold his entire catalog. All of it. Right? Not all of it, but most Not, all of yeah. it. Like 90% the of it meat. is. Yeah, yeah. The meat. The, the 84. The stuff, yeah. I didn't know he did anything after 94. I know he went deaf for a couple of years, and the, but he sold it all. And considering that Bruce Springsteen was four hundred and fifty million, they didn't want anything to do with the twenty twenty uh, release, right? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, people are like you, uh, Huey. That's yours forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The- <laughs> what? Charlie Cradle sings "Power yeah, Love." That's exactly. You want my last song? You want Huey Lewis and the One? And Kanye thought it was Huey Lewis and the Jews. He almost bought the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the catalog sold, and Brady asked me, he said, what do you think that went for? And I'm doing the math on the Beatles are like a billion. Uh, Bruce was $400 million. I'm like, I'm thinking four and sports and back to the future. That's yeah. the heart of this thing. I'm like, maybe I'm, my head's swimming around 180. I said $200 million. $20 million 
for all of Huey and the Lewis, Huey Lewis and the News' stuff. All of it. Maybe Which Kanye was right. Baffling, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Kanye was right. It's the Jews, yeah. All right, Kanye, settle down. It didn't have anything to do with it. $20 million, though, is nothing. I, I was blown away when I saw that number. You got to think how much money that made him in the first place. There, there had to be over $20 million for the rights yeah. for the Back to the Future, Power of Love, just those by themselves. The two albums that were just through the roof. I don't know how many times that first one went platinum, but it had to be a lot. Oh, yeah. $20 million for the whole catalog of the good Huey Lewis stuff. Weird. They, you know, just doing that celebrity net worth or whatever yeah. on various ones. It says net worth is around $25 million. For Huey. Yeah, and I would think that would have been higher as well. Because that seems about that. right. Because, you know, you're splitting it five ways. Yeah, but doesn't he? Isn't he the, the writer? And I, do, I don't know how they. I don't know how they do that. So like Van Halen, every song they ever did, written and performed by Van Halen, so they all got an equal cut from every song. That was at least during the David Lee Roth days. And but I know sometimes Eddie, it was Eddie writing the song, but it didn't matter. It just said uh, he had he had ownership rights of the band. But when the music performance thing came out, and at the time it was six cents a song, six cents for the writer. Each song, albums yeah. were a little different. So each song that sold was six and six to the writer performer. Power Love was uh, three writers. It so was him and two guys in the band. Yeah. Okay, yeah. See, so there's a lot of the times that that stuff gets knocked around and split. So twenty five. I saw that. I was about right. curious. I mean, I remember looking at the Van Halen breakdown, and Eddie was like twice as much as uh, yeah. well, Eddie, David Lee Roth. Eddie owned the Lee rights to the band. Yeah. Eddie and Eddie and, and Alex, Alex were the owners yeah. of Van Halen. So I mean, it's like Bon Jovi. Yeah. He, he writes a lot of stuff, and he's got co-writers and everything else, but he owns Bon Jovi. He, he, they're his employees. Like, he pays them a check, and he'll kapooch Like, Huey, said, Huey sold 30 million albums worldwide and is ranked the top 200 selling groups of all time. See, that's 20 million for the whole thing. It's crazy. Seems that seems really light. But you'll hear it now. Like, it'll be on a Charmin ad or something. Yeah. That's the power of scrubs. You know, like that for your bathroom. Modify like it. It gives them the right to uh, anything they yeah, want to do. do. Whoever whoever owns it now can sell it to whoever they want. Mucinex yeah. will be doing, I want a new drug. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, it, when it doesn't make me drowsy. I'm like, oh, no, they've ruined it. Big Tarvey. But it'll happen. And, uh, yeah, Big Tarvey. Yeah, here we look in the news for Is the that Big Tarvey. Do you believe in love? Yeah. Or- <laughs> I want a new drug. One that'll stop my HIV from turning it into AIDS. That's, those aren't the words. I can't sing along to this anymore. But yeah, they'll, you know, you can own it. But $20 million seemed really light. Really light. Not like I'm thinking, I should have been in on this. Yeah. Still, you know, too heavy for me. But your $20 million is seemingly something that, uh, you know, some crap like Winger would get $20 million. That's what I would have <laughs> If somebody said Winger sold their whole catalog, I'd be like, I, maybe not. Yeah, I would. I'd go about $20 million. Had a couple of big hits, huge album, but when you know how many times thirty million copies, thirty million albums sold. That's crazy, and and that's an album. Yeah, so you're getting that, more than a buck or so per album. So that thing was over sixty, just to the band. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy, man. Anyway, you could have had you guys blew it. You could have had Huey Lewis. You and a couple of friends could have gotten together. <laughs> twenty mil pulled your cake. Twenty million bucks would have gotten you the Huey Lewis catalog. The good stuff too. Not the Clinton era up to last year when I'm not sure what they were doing, but huh. I saw them live one time. Cardinals had a, uh, 
pregame or a preseason game. And uh, here we look before the 49ers, and I went with a couple of people from Tony Romas, and Huey was not good. It was a bit, well, and I don't think anybody who's ever sounded good since the Rolling Stones were at uh, Sun Devil Stadium. I don't think anybody's ever been good there. If you've ever been there, maybe you too, but that was for the movie. I didn't yeah. see that live. But any, any concert that was at ASU always sounded like garbage to me. And that was one of them. And plus, it was a rollout stage for like, I think it was the after the, either before, it was after the game. After the game, he hung around for Huey Lewis, which got you to stay through a whole preseason game. It's actually more people showed up after that. And uh, Huey went on, did like six songs and left. And you're like, oh, this stinks. And all of them sounded like you were listening to your neighbor's music. It was so far away. So it wasn't him that was bad. It was just the sound? Yeah, well, I mean, you, he couldn't win. Yeah. They had they built the stage in like 10 minutes. And they had, you know, the stacks. But you're in a stadium. It has to be huge. And It was like probably the Beatles at Shea. That little tiny set of yeah. stuff around it. And you've got 70,000 people staring there screaming. But You just stuck around so you could hear the still beaten in Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. In Tempe. Oh, oh, he modified. He modified just for us. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was bad. It sound, was just not good. Sound worse than America West shows early on? Uh, yeah. Wow. A lot worse. Those yeah. were terrible. Those that's, were, yeah, that ooh, was bad. But I mean, it was brutal. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. It, it, if your neighbor had their radio up too loud, that's how far away it sounded. Oh, man. It was just that. It wasn't very good at all. Huey. And there was a dude at uh, Tony Roma's huge Huey Lewis fan. Went bananas. And he was at that game, too. But I didn't hang out with him. And he wouldn't shut up about it. Oh my God, Huey Lewis is going to be out And we came back and I'm like, what'd you think? He's like, just don't know what happened. It's like somebody stole his money. I just don't know what happened. It was so good. The glory yeah. days. That makes me wonder how, uh, you know. See, because I'm just one of those guys that thinks Bruce Springsteen is overshot. Like, I think Bruce Springsteen and Huey Lewis, and I know they're not, have about the same amount of good stuff. I got talked into him at that, uh, to see Springsteen. At America West, and it was the 57 channels and nothing on. Like, what am I? It was garbage. The, oh, garbage. That was the sing song you won with. I the, can't believe I went back. And then when I saw him go back to the old stuff, yeah, so much better. Yeah, I mean, but, I got I understood why people liked him as a as a performance. Sure. You know, coming over the dash, a little bit different. I couldn't go real deep. But 500 million, really like 500 million for him, yeah. And I, I, that's me, and I get it. I know Bruce is at a different stratosphere, but that big a gap? Well, Bruce got more albums, I guess. Yeah, but, but they're all. I, I know, and I'm the same way. I could probably name you about as many hits Huey yeah. had as Bruce. But I know Bruce had more, but born in the I'm USA, the average person born See, in the, the USA. Album, uh, sales difference. Oh, it's, it's huge. huge. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's yeah. huge because New Jersey all gets one. Yeah, so he's in the sale. top 200. <laughs> Huey Lewis, the oh, boss Bruce, has got to be up there. Top and Five, I, top ten. I would have guessed Bruce to be about, I mean, we're talking 20 times more for Bruce's catalog than I would have never, I just said maybe five. I know he's bigger, but that big, that much? Yeah. 500 million to 20? Ooh. Born in the USA sold 30 million wa- worldwide. That's it? That That's one, one album, album, though. Yeah, but you Huey said sold 30 million. 30 million. Oh, oh, yeah. I thought you said uh, sports no. sold 30 uh. million. Oh, okay. All right, that changes some. But I would have guessed that Bruce Spring- it's still not a 20 times bigger gap. Well, again, that's why I was saying how many albums difference. If that one is just 30 mil, 
and you're already. <laughs> yeah, but I just don't see. I just don't see. I don't know. I don't see Huey that low. I feel bad for Huey. I want to call him and tell him, you know, Huey, I, you know, you should have shot higher, and he'd just go what? Because he can't hear anymore. He's deaf, so it wouldn't really matter to call him. But he sold 120 million worldwide total. Yep. And Huey sold 30. Yep. Yeah. So it's almost 10 times, but still. Yeah. Still seems it still seems like it to seems me. yeah it seems like twenty million but anyway Huey Lewis you'll be seeing him on all sorts of silly commercials this year he needs the money we should have him on Ufest this year we should we should get Huey to come out and well, he's probably not allowed to do his songs anymore <laughs> sold some terrible deal and they could do the uh, you know the commercial for diabetics who have that thing that jams into their arm happy to be stuck with you <laughs> <laughs> if this is it yeah if this is it ooh up. Funeral home. I love Michelob. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Able, yeah, they're they're big on peppy songs. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss. Is this is it? Do what? Hospice Able, of the Valley. Able funeral home. Yeah, Lin Sue for hospice. You could see them all over the place. Cost twenty million. You could, and you're going to make more than twenty million selling those songs to commercials. Oh yeah, that's a good buy. Anyway. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Good luck out there, whoever bought that. That's pretty good. Uh, I also got a, a, a weird story last night. I'm glad, I, last night I went to the Suns game, and traffic cleared early. It was kind of a clunky game last night. It was uh, The Timberwolves are boring to watch, and the Suns kind of handled them. Man, it got close for a little bit, and then everybody in the NBA makes a run. And at the end of the game, everybody kind of filed out like, yep, uh, basic job done. You know, It was a vanilla game, kind of a drag. Uh, and me and my buddy Mark went back to the H&H Ranch, to beat traffic, looking out the window, it's like 10, just about 10 o'clock. I'm like, I'm, I'm going home tonight. Like, I don't have to stay here. This The traffic cleared out. I can get out of here. So uh, uh, <laughs> I'm there, and Mark and I go back down to my car. My car has been there since Saturday because I drove it down to the Copper Blues <laughs> party, right? And I park in a spot that I thought was like a normal spot. Well, when we saw it, when we pulled up, there was nothing on it. And then after the game, go there, and it's got papers all over it. Please move this car. Move this. Got a sticker on the window, all this stuff, and a, and, a, and a violation fee. And it's kind of a cool situation. Where it's got a, a well, I mean, the, the way they used to boot your car. It beautiful on the right, car. The way they used to boot your car, you'd have to go call people. They yeah. have to show up, unboot it. And so I'm looking, and I'm like, I got a sticker on the side. So you got, it's got a QR code. You pay your fine right there on the QR code to get, the, you know, to because they put uh, like a bike lock on the wheel. Like a real sturdy one. And I, uh, I'm i like, oh, crap. And I says, do not drive your car forward. It could cause great damage. I'm like, oh, crud. Well, I, I guess I parked in the wrong spot. My bad. Pay your dues. Take responsibility for where you parked. And you parked in somebody else's spot. That's your mistake. Hit the QR code. Start to pay for it. Now, I would have been furious had I not gone home last night because I'd have woke up to that. I'd have gone downstairs this morning, gone into the oh. thing, and be like, oh, <laughs> boiling, trying Pay the thing, it gives you the code to unlock it, so you unlock it yourself. And as I'm unlocking it, I'm pulling it out, and I realize this thing is just locked to my wheel. 
I could have driven home with this on my wheel. There was it wasn't attached to anything. They just put it through like one of the wouldn't the have made opening. any wouldn't no. have thrashed the under. No. It was outside. It was like wrapped around. I have a picture. It was wrapped around the wheel. There's nothing to it. And it was uh, somewhat upsetting that I was so stupid to pay the $199 fine. Whoa. Yeah, that's Whoa, what I said. It's a little thick, right? So I had to, but look, like it's just wrapped around the spoke of the. Oh, yeah. But it looks like, it looks like it's got your whole wheel. I would have hit your brake caliper, though. Is that so? When it's a, <laughs> would have ripped your brake caliper off. I wouldn't have ripped my brake caliper off. It would have bumped the inside. Eventually. Like, yeah, yeah, eventually. How long am I going with this? I go to this morning. <laughs> I go on the air. <laughs> Look, I've watched you two change uh, windshield wipers. I'm not taking any advice from I'm you. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, brake caliper. I, hey, by the way, don't I have three other brake calipers? I'd have been fine. Might have pulled a little. Big deal. Well, how many times am I breaking on the way home? Three? One for getting out of the parking garage. Uh, if I hit any red lights, and I'm blazing through a lot of those, and then when I get into the driveway, big deal. So I'm looking, I'm like, I could have driven home with this. Nothing to it. I could have taken the side streets, gone a little slower. No big deal. Listen to my partner, Clack. He knows what he's talking right. about. So six hundred or uh, 60 of the $199 is to return this lock. This is a nice lock. It's oh, really so nice. Oh, so you have nice. to personally return it. Yeah. I think I'm keeping the lock for 60 bucks. This is a hell of a bike lock. This is an unbelievable thing. It's basically... Just a little combination lock. They, already combo. they gave me the combo to get it off. I tested it three or four times. Brady's right. You paid two hundred bucks for it already. <laughs> well, I, but they'll give me sixty back if I bring the lock back. Oh, but it's, it's a nice lock, really yeah. nice lock. And you know, yeah. And I got the combo. combo. I think I'm keeping it. And screw you guys for throwing that thing on my car. But I'm pretty sure. And, and hitting the brake caliper. How long would that take before there's trouble? Clack. 50 miles? No. That's two? No. All right. Somewhere in between there, I'm taking the risk. No big deal. Maybe one traffic light into it. Yeah, and then I go back. You're stopping for one. You're gliding through the other. You know. Nah, it's not one break. Bad. (laughs) Forget it. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm looking. You'd think that would have caused enough trouble, huh? Uh, Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. It's just a bike lock. I know, but the brake caliper, it's going to hit the brake caliper. Every every time that wheel rotates, it hits the brake caliper. It's either going to bend it or bust it off, and then you're going to have brake fluid leaking all over or a bent, bent mm. rotor and stuff. Still seems sort of worth it just to have not <laughs> paid the first thing. I was frustrated. So they put it up against the brake caliper on purpose. Yeah. Oh. What happens if I had one of those? Bolt cutters. It's cheaper than the boot, you know. The, oh, the boots are brutal. Boots, yeah, I'm not, well, you, yeah. Those that would hit the well, ground. Yeah. Yeah, but it's cheaper for the state to do that. It's just like, sure, all right, it's this, a bike lock. this brick ain't going to drive anywhere. Yeah, Little do they know, you almost did. I almost did it, and I, I didn't. Once I saw the picture, I'm like, wait a minute. I could have gotten home with that on there. Made a couple phone calls, cut that off. Could you get a spot there with the H&H? Oh, yeah, yeah I just haven't. And I also, uh, on Sun's night, they tell you to park in a reserved spot that's yellow, which I did Saturday night, and then I left there. And I think it's because, but I've done it before. I parked on a different floor, so I took a chance. Probably because there's businesses. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a heavy fee, though, so don't screw up down there at the old Palomar. And the worst part about it is there's like 15 spots nearby. So, you know, I've had a parking spot in places in my life, and if somebody's in it and there's one next to it, I'm not complaining. It's like, all right, I'll just park in another spot. And if the guy's car stays there a few days, yeah, I get it. But it was there. Hopkins called on it. Probably. There was no... Paperwork there when we arrived because I'm like, yep, Jeep's still there, intact. And then we get back, 
Mark even goes, look at all the papers on your car. What's this? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It all happened. That was dated 1031. I'm like, no. That's not correct. Either way, got the boot. But I'm so happy I left last night. But it is a cool system. The QR code changed everything. Because have you ever been booted before? No. Nightmare. I got booted in L.A. once at Pasadena. I didn't even see that my car was like up against the red curb. The red. I know I, the, the one guy told me, you've got an argument here. You should get a lawyer. I'm like, I'll pay the money and get a lawyer to say that. Another my, pain. I, the paint on the side of the curb was kind of worn. And then the sign was up a few feet, but it said no parking in a red whatever. But the paint was kind of like not. It was, argue, it was arguable, but I were lost. But I had a boot on the thing. I went into a, we went to a restaurant and then walked around Colorado Boulevard and there was a boot on it in like two hours. So they didn't give you a chance to get it back. They just slap a boot on there. And I'm like, well, how does this help? How does this help me get out of here? Like I'm in an illegal spot, right? Yeah. And then you and make it so emergency. now you've immobilized it. So I had to call like three different people. There's a number on the thing. And the boot guy showed up like an hour and a half later. And I'm like, this is garbage. You guys... That was the only time I was upset. I'm like, and it's awful. The boot is just embarrassing. Because you hear people as they walk by, oh, he got booted. Like you like you murdered somebody. Shame. And yeah, you do. You feel, you feel the scarlet horrible, letter on. And- the horrible shame is sitting on top of you while you sit and wait for it. And the boot guy had, like he showed up hours later. Boot guy. Shame. Boot man. Shame. Boot man is arriving. Hello, my Shame. Name, my name is David. I'm the boot man. A sinner comes before you <laughs> and begged for forgiveness. Just yeah. unlock it, please. Yeah, please just take the boot off. How many people did you need? What's with the dragon? But yeah, it was, uh, so I was, I would have been furious this morning, but it was good. I was giggling at it last night. 200 bucks for a parking violation. A little thick. And you got these guys. Uh, go to Harbor Freight, bro. Get a cordless grinder. Keep that in the truck with you at all times. Or take the wheel off and change, put the spare on. I know you're doing neither of those. I am not doing either of those. I'll pay the 200 bucks rather than, well, I'll show them. And then that is a good idea. It is. Really is strong. All right. Next time I get a boot. I might go down there and try to boot up again. You have one of those high low jacks in the Uh, the Jeep? I I have one. I didn't have it in the car last night. I have a a hijack, but the. uh, Learned about that one a couple years. I learned about that in Cholo Mm -hmm. when I ran something over up there and didn't have the hijack. Yeah, that's true. The. uh, I'm going to start keeping that in the car. I'm going to try to get more of these locks. These locks are good. That cordless grinder's handy. (laughs) (laughs) No worries here. I'll cordless grind. That would take me hours to try to figure out how to grind that thing off without wrecking my wheel. Anyway, I'd have driven that caliper thing. Just call AAA. Have them switch the wheel out and then. I've got a flat. And just. Just flatten your tire. And well, this wheel's like, locked. Yeah, Stone's I don't locked. know what happened. Yeah, they, they flattened it too, these uh, hooligans. <laughs> but anyway, heavy fee. Be careful if you're parking in the wrong spot downtown. They're, they're not screwing around anymore. It's a better system than the old boot, though. wonder how many fees they do a year there. I wonder how many dummies drive away. Because if it wasn't for the sticker on the side of the car, I would have never seen the boot part. I would have never. It's barely, like, it's just, you wouldn't see it. And blended with your wheel too. It's yeah, black too. It's black. So like I have It used to be a thirty dollar fee, but so many drove away with a lock, it's all the way up to right. 199. Well, 199 now. and they give you sixty back for that awesome lock, and I'm keeping that lock. You know who you're dealing with around here. I'll steal your Just stuff. Just on principle. Just on principle, that's mine now. You know what you could you do. You're gonna buy a new lock, good. Then you can go back, 
Put the lock on. Yes. I can lock up all sorts. Park it, well, no, you, you, you're oh, locked up already. Brilliant. Park wherever you there want. There it is. I can park wherever I want. Yep, brilliant keep idea. the sticker. <laughs> Slap it on there. Lock her up. Good to go. That is a great idea. I'm constantly going <laughs> to boot my Jeep. I'm going to boot it everywhere I go. I'm going to park in any spot I want from here on out. Oh, it already got booted. And then people just go, what an asshole. Go out. It's like a bike lock for my car. Because <laughs> what's the worst case scenario? You end up with two unbelievable locks. It's true. And I'll give you one for Christmas if I get another. The lock is un- it's unreal. It's still in the car if you guys want to take a look at it. I might do a little uh, tape over the you know property of things that are all over it. But you just get a little duct tape on that. Maybe some Steeler stuff. Make it look like I made my own bike lock. It was really, it's a nice lock. I like Brady's idea. That's great. I love that idea. Go park down there. Whenever and wherever you want. Wherever I want. Slap that sticker back on the window. Lock up the wheel and walk away. I'm carte blanche. See you a week from today. <laughs> no $200 fee for me. This guy's always parking in terrible spots and always getting booted and he doesn't seem to care. <laughs> then we pulled the ultimate scam last night. Because I wasn't going to pay that $200 fee and the parking ticket. Uh, that I had to pay from Saturday night. It's $30 a night to park there. So I rode Mark's ass out of the garage, and we doubled out of the whoosh of the gate. It was awesome. Got out in oh, yeah. time? It was close. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know that's illegal, and they could get me for it, but I thought it was hilarious. That would have been uh, another 30, 60, 90, 120. I'm not paying that on top of this, so I feel like I kind of probably parked for cheap last night and won a free lock. There was some savings. Yeah, yeah, I drove away. Think of the savings. <laughs> if this is it. And I had a song for it and everything. It's the power of my lock. It's a nice lock. I'm going to give it away. Anyway, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? Uh, a good, strong, powerful one, maybe. A Huey Lewis one, because they're free now for all of us. Uh, 585-9800, scream it together. It's 98KUP. Wake up! It's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.